0: to the first official episode 1.0 of F That Podcast, Faith, Fantasy, and Football, sometimes all at once. Once again, on this draft day special, we have Reverend Jason Chestnut here, friend of the pod, very good friend. Jason, thank you for being here. It's
1: so good to be here. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. (laughs) Since the first one. Since the first one. I I haven't been able to sleep since then. Well... Everyone's in luck
0: because this whole thing's about to drop all at once including episode zero 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 laying the Foundation check it out if you haven't already. Wow your
1: F's are on point some
0: special content, but let's jump right in Um, We're here the first week of September the 2018 season is about to kick off and First of all have you done all your fantasy drafts yet?
1: Uh, No, I mean well, you know, we have one tonight Yes. Yeah, uh, like it was a loaded question. Yeah. You and I. Yeah, it's started like are, are you are you like are you like uh, you're setting me up, right? Big <laughs> simple yeah, um, hashtag. Take a knee is the name of uh, of of ours. Yeah, and uh, we got our draft tonight because Thursday night is opening night. Why did we pull this th- league together? Well, I mean, it's like a collection, sort of, of uh, uh, you know, progressive, um, offensive. Uh, uh, fun kind of people who are also kind of connected to the, to the church sure. so we kind of put those together to say hey here's people who love football and also recognize it's problematic af mm-hmm. and you can say so, that on this oh as fuck yeah yeah but af is kind of fun but problematic as fuck um so yeah so uh and we're still we're still waiting we're, we've got a it's like bottom of the ninth and i'm still trying to get a couple people to sign up because i'm the commissioner the commish as it were so. Yeah. and we we're also folks
0: I think who really love to wrestle with how problematic it is, recognizing right. the joy and fun uh, football brings. We're raised as such, and so on. So tonight yeah. we're gonna have that draft, yeah, on ESPN, not Yahoo, which is what I'm used to. But we're gonna go with Wow, that.
1: just not just you're used to. It's Seth has been losing his freaking mind. That <laughs> we're not. Using Yahoo.
0: As human beings, we're afraid of what we don't know. It's true. And as open-minded and as hashtag woke as I am, hmm. I still i i had a yeah. Yeah. i had a response, a fear a fear response when you picked a ESPN response. over Yahoo. Yeah, and you're I'm still and you're still talking about it. All right, well, let's stop. <laughs> but. Okay. Ha- the, the league is going to be called Take a Knee. It's mm-hmm. a way for some of us around the country to get to know each other, people we don't already know. Yeah, and it's
1: kind of a collection of some really um, badass folks. Um, all the way from, uh, we got a, a guy who started a new community in uh, Brooklyn, New York, to... Um, Portland, to a, Oregon. Uh, yep, to a small group of people who have been blocked by Eric Metaxas. Yeah. <laughs> um, on Twitter. Look for, him up on uh, Twitter
0: if he hasn't blocked you already.
1: Yeah. Uh, all you need to do is quote Bonhoeffer to him. Because he wrote a book about Bonhoeffer. He made him into like this conservative Republican evangelical which is uh, the height of bullshit. It is grade A horseshit. So if you just quote Bonhoeffer to him he'll block you. Anyways. Got yeah, a whole collection of people.
0: And Eric's Metaxas has doubled down on all of that by being a, a rabbit supporter of the current president.
1: Uh, a shill. Um,
0: I myself have not gotten blocked by him yet though i've started to try i asked him to remind me which side uh, bonhoeffer was on in the whole nazi thing (laughs) right because i was blanking we've been busy here in charlottesville some of us faith leaders yeah and i want to make sure i get it right and he hasn't responded yet this bonhoeffer pseudo scholar Mm. all right our league Mm -hmm. i'm in two other leagues yeah we're going to get to one of those later but our league is taken D. Let's jump right in because kickoff for the first game Super Bowl rematch is Thursday night, uh, September 6th. And just yesterday on Labor Day, not an accident, Nike unveiled their 30th anniversary. Just do it. Uh, advertising campaign. And yeah. front and center face of that is none other than Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick um, and who has I forget been, exactly what the ad says, but it's a big picture of him, and it says, "Stand we up, all for believe in or so, believe in something. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything." So, just do it. It's and then just do it. Right. It's unapologetic, right, about the fact that he sacrificed everything,
1: right, and that the NFL in general is kind of uh, 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 had it out for him and. Um, also, within
0: the past week, his collusion case against the league right. uh, was allowed to move forward, which means that a judge uh, determined that there is enough evidence. Obviously, a lot of no under collusion, seal. no collusion. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a lot of evidence, uh, a lot of it, or enough evidence under seal that this is worthy of an open air trial.
1: Right. So that uh, just for uh, Kaepernick, also for Eric Reed, uh, another Forty Nine er. Right. Uh, to to name and claim what they've done and to say that the, this has merit so Both that's what's
0: Christians when they took their knee were explicit about their reasons for doing so which is to protest uh, police brutality especially against Americans of color and, and specifically connected within deal. their within their f- uh, following Jesus yeah and the, if you're the, listening to this that. podcast hopefully yeah people are up to speed but what's nuts is as much as they tried to bury him when he was doing a silent peaceful protest we are heading an opening day two years later. Right. And on Twitters and Facebooks right now, three of the top five trending topics in all the interwebs are yeah. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, 19- and and that he started doing this two years ago in preseason, remember? And he was That's just right. sitting on the bench. That's right. And then he talked to a freaking former Navy SEAL Green Beret. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, sorry, not whatever. Obviously, uh, an important distinction. And said, okay, instead of sitting on the bench, I'll take a knee because it connects with different uh, points around what it means to be a, right. a football team and to and take a knee when somebody is yes, hurt. Less laissez-faire. And, um, yeah, exactly. All of it. All of it. So, Tebow
0: liked to take a knee
1: when... Tebow he, did like to take a knee. Way. In fact, it was called Tebowing yeah um but of course we know if somebody had taken a knee uh, and refused to stand for the national anthem to protest abortion we would hear a very different story and narrative in our country so
0: that's right covered in Episode zero. Yes, episode so zero. So let's jump in. I want to ask you, uh, Nike's language is unapologetic. It is. But is this a business decision right. on their part?
1: Especially, well, given the fact that... Or did uh, they
0: are all, they all of a sudden going to be marching in the streets? Right,
1: right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't change um, the problematic nature of Nike. Also doesn't change the fact that in the last two years, uh, Colin Kaepernick is in the top 50 of jersey sales, and he doesn't play in the NFL.
0: That's right. Jamil Hill pointed this out, that they're selling his jersey let's also uh, point out that Nike has the contract for all NFL uniforms so the NFL is paying Nike so in a sense is this just a thumb in the eye to Roger Goodell being like we meaning Nike are staying in this conversation yeah but we're selling jerseys I mean I was just talking to a friend out on the porch the, I would, wearing a Kaepernick jersey is a statement now. It is. I will buy one and it'll probably have a Nike logo on right,
1: it. Right, Yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's the question, right? And then it's a, then of course, we have gone into um, the different point of views and perspectives that uh, litter our Twitter universe by saying things like people coming in and saying what Nike has done is take over. Uh, so we have a capitalist uh, a company that's taking over an anti-capitalist message. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaepernick's not necessarily anti-capitalist, but in general, Kaepernick lost everything uh, and, and by taking a stand against police brutality. He was reflecting
0: back to the United States, which has these ostensible uh, values, spiritualities of equality, um, of imago dei, uh, mm. belonging to all and saying you know we hold these truths to be self-evident Self they're not evident. evidenced by all yet so therefore the truest pledge of allegiance mm. is kneeling Yes, and people have willfully misread that and, uh, and showed their the ass whole, racism wise and just and, and pretend meantime, like as you
1: have said pertain like that that during the national anthem, Kaepernick was like humping an American flag or right. something, um, and also thinking that he's just shitting on everybody who's ever served in the military. Blah 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 no. blah, blah. Right? That's it, willful ignorance.
0: Well, it really it really exposes when we talk about our true national religions where people are going to church because if you can't brook that, it 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 underscores that the idea of the United States and the NFL is a predominant. Uh, denomination within it is a fundamentalist institution because if you can't brook any questioning of the creeds, one of which is commercial capital, consumer capitalism, and militarism and all of it. Well, white the, supremacy the, the tripl- and patriarchy, the triplets, yeah, and that's Dr. Then triplets. you have to either put that person in conversion therapy, right? Mm. If we're using that kind of like sure uh, anti-gay analogy that so many fundamentalist churches have, or Love you need to excommunicate center. them. Yeah, and that's what's happened. Mm um can we just
1: say i love being on a podcast where a guy uses the word brook as a a verb that's amazing i'm gonna have to look that up later so
0: these are the interconnected spiritualities. so i don't think it's wrong to bring up the capitalist thing i I saw the question raised by a journalist on twitter last night it says is it a good or bad thing when social protest movements are
1: commercialized slash monetized yeah and i think i mean i think it's a both and right because hmm. the minute that i saw that nike had done this like my the, the very first gut reaction was oh, amen right like right. they're making a statement they're unapologetic about it and i wasn't like yay nike i was much more like yay kaepernick he's still right he still has some leverage he's still because i mean i love kaepernick and i love what he did and what he's doing so that was my first gut reaction now the second thing is is that this is a fair critique and Nike's doing it for a reason. They want to get paid. <laughs> right. um, it's a business decision, and so I mean, it's 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 a both and. And I think, do the ends justify the means?
0: This is a this is a thorny one because yeah, he's getting paid. So therefore, they're giving him money. He's invested millions of his own dollars in uh, deeply transformational initiatives related right. to community level and, uh, and equity, racism, yeah, education, training, and so on. right, right. Um, putting his money where his mouth is, or putting his mouth where his money is. Yeah, and also
1: kind of to say that I think I just kind of like the fact now that we've got the um, super triggered conservative white oh we're gonna get there cutting off okay (laughs) yeah i'm just saying look but i liked when nike did it because i just thought about all the snowflakes who are gonna lose their shit about nike now i thought we were the snowflakes i know
0: (laughs) um but 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 first you know but this means versus ends thing is deeply important because my first thought when i saw that tweet from this journalist was well if it's a good thing when social protest movements are commercialized and monetized then holy shit to Cuba and Bolivia and the Democratic Republic of Congo and other countries, have they? Where are there loads of royalties for all the ubiquitous Che Guevara yeah. swag yeah. that you can find in any uh, Jesus like tweeny
1: mall Absolutely. Uh,
0: hip store these days? Um, oh, it's it's,
1: it's, it's, it's and, and it's old school and it's it's uh, you can even just see the image of Che in his beret. Right. And it's enough. Right. Right. So there there are books about this. And so... And Che, in the same way, right? Like, Che was public enemy number one in the fight against communism, right, in the United States. Oh, yeah. And not only did he, you know, once he left Cuba and started to basically train other... militant left wing it became a matter of time before our CIA absolutely uh, murdered him in in the way that they do right Right. so I mean that's the question right it's it's in the same way I think Uh, sometimes we forget where these people that we lionize now, at the time they were hated and they were basically murdered for like Dr. King, I think is a great right. example too, but Dr. King hasn't been monetized in the same way Che has, right? I mean, right. Che has got this very sense of like, fuck the system and rage against the machine right, kind exactly. of thing. Right. So, I mean, it's a good question. And I think it's a good point to say, I just don't think we can immediately either say yay Nike or boo Nike, right? right? Yeah. Especially because I just don't want to be on the side I'm, of the freaks who are hating Nike <laughs> for taking a stand with Capra. And Right, and I don't
0: expect Nike executives to be, like, marching in the streets no.
1: necessarily, but... And it doesn't change the fact that they have some pretty problematic-as-fuck labor laws in other places and what they've done with sweatshops, too, right? So Nike is not this, this beacon of morality. That's where I want to move with the
0: commercialization aspect, because right now, today... You know, I don't know if it's overblown, but we're certainly seeing online evidence that a lot of, shall we say, white men are apparently uh, cutting up, burning, or at least threatening to their Nike swag, which this is how capitalism works. Nike already has their money. I think I saw one guy was like, all right, time to move to Chuck's buddy, Nike owns Converse, you know, and so <laughs> right. this is the easy stuff to laugh at and maybe no, we're assholes true. for doing it. No, no listen,
1: my, my, t- uh, one of the, tw- m- one of my Twitter, but people, there's still
0: Nike socks when you take the swoosh
1: off. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> one of my Twitter people, Rabbi Adanya Rittenberg, yes. uh, who's great. And she said, listen, Nike already has your money and guess what? You're out of socks now. So, uh, <laughs> um, so I think there is a, a, there is a piece around that to say, um, in the same way of like when they were burning their season tickets uh, when Kaepernick first started to make his stand. Um, and make his stand, as it were. Yeah. And it's like, okay, the well, listen, the 49ers already have your money. You want to burn your season tickets? Cool. That means uh, more people get to go see the Niners play and I have to have you in the stands with them. So, sure. win-win.
0: That's uh, That little pun, though, is if we're going to get uh, spiritual for a second, is the gospel sense of humor. These are the gospel inversions. Absolutely. We take a stand when we kneel, right? This is the third way.
1: It's the beginning of the the gospel according to Mark, right? The beginning of the good news, which was specifically exclusively used for Caesar, of Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. And Son of God was used for Caesar as well. Good Mm -hmm. news of Roman imperial might. Right, so it's co-opting that in the very first verse. Right, it's saying these words that you use for the powers, we're going to use for this guy right. who was lynched. Right, in front of everybody.
0: As Walter Wing points out, yeah, with Jesus and nonviolence is is awesome little book. Um, the third way, right? you know, if someone, yeah, exactly, all the ways. Like when people say, give a person your code, if, if everything, these are. These are much more complicated right. than we don't have time. No, but um, but so it's it's much more stuff.
1: it's much more than just laying over and quote, quote unquote turning the other right. cheek. It's just is
0: active, yeah, subversive nonviolence. We're gonna probably keep coming back to this on F that like throughout the season and series, but suffice to say, it's extremely telling that a guy who silently kneeled cla- articulated why he did so and what it was for, it is had such a seismic i mean the president um (laughs) the current president president. uh makes such a big deal out of it and And people are cutting up their socks who i'm guessing were pretty ambivalent when nike was caught up in a lot of the sweatshop stuff their labor stuff is still problematic but they definitely got called to account i think it was now like 15 20
1: years ago Uh, but it's also important to remember that when kaepernick first started doing this barack obama was president so it's like the the interesting thing around how it's been, right. it's been used in this ter- in this this sense of oh he's he hates the president and he's he's protesting the president right. listen y'all police brutality the killing of unarmed people of color in the streets that has been happening for a long time you know what the fact that you just
0: brought that to my attention makes me realize there, i'm guarantee there's some conservative take out there that says Donald Trump was probably elected because of the protests starting in August
1: 2016. Mm.
0: Which leads to our next really small rando yeah, topic, yeah. which is that yeah. on Politico over the weekend, an author by the name of Sam Anderson published an excerpt from, uh, I guess, an upcoming book on the broader militia, white nationalist, uh, uh, Timothy McVeigh-type stuff. Anti-government. And, that's right. Terrorist. Sentiments of whites... Um, during the, the quote-unquote boom years of the Clinton economy. And in and and the, so pre,
1: the pre-9-11 before we started freaking out about
0: anybody. Exactly. <clears throat> and you can't I can't even make this up. This essay explores the impact that the Buffalo Bills, one of the predominant teams of the early 90s, explores the impact that their four consecutive Super Bowl losses had. <laughs> actually, he, he holds it to the first three on Timothy McVeigh's Radicalization. I thought we've seen all the white <laughs> nonsense, progressive um, explanations possible for what is wrong with these men and where were they radicalized? But then he, mm. he writes so he writes this whole essay drawing extremely specious connections. Well, right because after the third one, he I guess he was already on his way to the Midwest. Oh, so and also
1: Bill's Cowboys number two, which is like. Like the fourth one was just like seriously, what's happening? And how he was in Iraq. The third one they almost won. The third one they were they were ahead after halftime.
0: Yeah. So he starts out this essay that like during the first one when my New York Giants Mm. Uh, One because of Scott Norwood's
1: shank. Can we, can we also say they yeah. got there in the first place? The 49ers should have been to their third Super Bowl in a row. But the Giants got all fucking crazy ass on my guy, Joe Montana. And basically almost broke his back. I just want to say. Oh, yeah. Leonard Marshall. Well, okay. if you so. say so. <laughs> um, the... Uh, so anyway,
0: the the that Super Bowl where Scott Norwood shanks it, I guess McVeigh, who was like the sharpshooter, killed a man from a mile away. You know, it's like real jarhead sure. type stuff. Um J. And Joe then the oh, Timothy, McVeigh. and then the war was over in less than a week, and how that was all disillusioning, and you know this and that. So it's like, oh, sorry, you didn't get your perfect war experience.
1: Um, also, we got to say, McVeigh grew up in the suburbs of Buffalo.
0: That's right. Yeah, right outside. So the guy makes the. Uh, argument that the bills were religion for him as i'm sure they were for other folks but then sort of how do you explain why a lot of buffalo bills fans didn't start their own militias yeah weird or, right or you know just like federal how, building how all
1: these people just the jacksonville shooter recently like he was mentally ill yeah. like i'm mentally ill in some ways what this is about
0: is the bill. hyper individualization of yeah. white male uh quote-unquote radicals um because you have to explain it away somehow but in doing so You shoot yourself in the foot, like you you defeat your own point because like what about the other people? But that's not where I'm going. This article makes all these specious connections. I kept reading it, thinking like, okay, well he's going to talk to the guy's dad or his childhood friend who was there watching the Super Bowl with him, or at least read his diaries. And instead, it's like you can imagine that uh, Timothy McVeigh was watching the Super Bowl and throwing the remote at the TV. I'm like, can I? (laughs) Can I journalism? And then at the end, he gets because I want to. We'll keep moving. But then in the end he goes, now I'm not saying oh, right. that the Bills losing four consecutive Super Bowls led to the bombing of the Oklahoma.
1: You just spent the whole yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And so, and so, so, what did you say on Twitter? I want to give you my your little thing so then the next, <laughs> next step is... Well, I mean, by that logic, where were Jim Kelly and
0: Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith on 9-11? Mm. And has anyone seen them since? Amen. <laughs> Amen.
1: You heard it here first. <clears throat> I mean, I saw Jim Kelly on that whole ESPN
0: 30 for 30 thing, thing about is, the bills, but yeah. The way Twitter's going um, and how sympathetic Jack Dorsey is to these types, I'm not uh, going to get kicked off for parroting that no. new conspiracy theory that you heard here That's first. right.
1: I mean, Jack really does care a lot about you know, anti-hate speech. Yeah, or does right. he? No, according to Seth Rogen,
0: he gives zero fucks. Zero actually, fucks. he actually cares too much. Did you see the piece where... He what he overrode his own staff in keeping Alex Jones and Richard Spencer's, um, really uh, accounts open. This oh, just yeah. dropped yesterday. Moving on, no, because this is fuck yep. that yep. faith fantasy and football. Yep. draft day special, Jason. Yeah, my dear friend Seth. Have you ever, in your years of playing fantasy football, seen or been a part of a trade? Being voided by other members of the league. For those who don't know, no. when you trade among your kind of game players, it's a vote is put to the league. Say a draft is pending, doesn't happen automatically, so people have the opportunity to reject it. I guess this is sort of like if you're approaching playoff time and you don't have incentive to keep people like fighting to stay in the league. You can just kind you of- don't want like someone who's in last place to trade their best player to first place because that would be gaming that that would be collusion yeah
1: collusion no collusion many people are saying also it's kind of the version of uh the usually patriarchal thing about what happens right before somebody gets married does anybody have any? yeah exactly or forever, now, forever hold your peace. peace
0: but the truth is we're all grown-ups playing these games yeah and so i which literally sounds have funny never coming out of that. my mouth yeah that's we're all grown-ups playing these silly, these
1: silly little games
0: gambling games and and so it would be Speaking of patriarchal, quite patronizing to say, like, you didn't know what you were doing. Right. I'm going to vote against this. This is this is wrong. Like, you didn't have informed consent. Let me make this decision for you. Yes. So you, well, this actually, has never happened. It never so happened. I, I was part of I saw one other trade voided and it got overruled uh, in my first year in the International Justice Mission League. Uh, to be fair, a ruthless, super smart first place guy. We're headed towards playoff time. Uh, broker to trade um, with another super smart uh, young woman in accounting uh, who was in the league mm-hmm. and there was a large outcry because several other men, men. in the league uh, you can see where this is going mm-hmm. thought it was unfair like oh you're helping this guy you know young he's already God. like flaying us alive heartlessly and and the subtext of a lot of these emails is like you you know you, you, you're you, uh, putting one on over that. on her yeah she doesn't know what she's doing and everything Well, sure enough, she uh, replies to the league and just owns all of them, all of us, and says, here's my rationalization, here's exactly what my thinking is on why I'm doing that, blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember who it was because I'm still very new to the league, but someone, uh, uh, but you could see the patriarchal impulse just, ooh, blistering through all that stuff. She owned it, shot it down, and then someone wrote a good, like, hey, that was really condescending, patronizing, and everything. That was the only other time. Um, Until last week, Mm. when my league here in Charlottesville, Mm. and this is a whole can of worms that we're already running uh, low on time to cover. But So, I don't pay attention to college football, and maybe I should, because last week in my IJM League and my Charlottesville League, I drafted a player in each one who has a history of violence against women when they were in college. I didn't know. I Mm. keep track of a lot of the NFL news, but only during the season. Right. and maybe up to the draft. I yeah. don't keep track of rookies or right. OTAs or whatever. Um, yeah, though I love paying attention during the season. So I draft Joe Mixon in my Charlottesville league and Tyreek Hill uh, in the I league. I'm still trying to figure out what to do with the latter, but for Joe Mixon, you know, people know where my uh, worldview lies. I was like, what? I didn't know. It kind of came out clear. Like, I'm surprised, you know, like Joe Mixon. I was like, what? 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 Yeah, right. Because so it was clear me. I didn't know. And right. he punched the woman when he was like a freshman at OU uh, at a mall. Um, like you do. And I won't get into the details. So I immediately make it clear that I'm open to trading my second round pick. Uh, and I, I fielded a couple offers and decided to take Dion Lewis, one for one, fifth round pick. I didn't do it just because, though. I do have this little thing that I try to like, kind of. It's mm-hmm. fantasy football, yeah. but yeah, you know, right. practice what we preach. Let's do this. Like if this, this is round. it's me recognizing complicity, but also yeah. saying like, let's like same way you drafted Kaepernick last year, knowing he wasn't going to play, right? F- on the principle of it, and put yep. him on your bench. Yep. So I accept this trade for Dion Lewis, who I also think in the back of my head. Might have a breakout year. You never know. And I also was reading articles that maybe Joe Mixon will be a bus candidate. It's a big risk. Yeah. But one that was verified by yeah. a few places. And it's logical. So to void a trade, you need at least a few people. So someone went out of their way to recruit a mm. uh, void. That's, that's, that's... And I was... I felt extra. condescended and patronized to. But also... That's I'm like... I, I felt like not quite understood that like no I actually kind of do take this seriously right. I wasn't just doing this trade for shits and gigs right there is strategy to it yeah but I'm like if I'm gonna do this thing I'll do it so it created this whole dramatic row where like people thought I was being just I was a fickle thing so all of a sudden while people were like really coming to terms with like yeah it bothers me that Kaepernick's not in the league when push came to shove Oh, that was just a fickle move to help our my trade was with the commissioner who won the league last year to help this guy Mm. what do you think
1: i mean i think i think when it comes down to it it's that recognizing the fact that many of us uh, connect with uh fantasy football for different reasons and so to to kind of ascend in that way and to also imagine that we don't recognize for instance how problematic it is that we still play it's a gray area
0: right you know and we'll always live in the gray in yeah. some way. Um, but for me, it's sort of like, what the point if we're not gonna like kind of have? I, I love the camaraderie. i there. I want to win the league. Yeah. I'm gonna do whatever I can on the waiver wire. Right. Um, but this is also, you know, I well, this is maybe for episode two. Um, you know, I, violence, this the discrimination, the subordination and violence against women exists yeah. across a spectrum but i believe it all exists within the same atmosphere hmm. and i do believe it's the little things that lead to the big things yeah. and a culture of misogyny and a culture of male domination that doesn't call those little things out or no to right yeah and so to me i'm not trying to like make a mountain out of a molehill this is one of those things incidentally this is in a league with a lot of guys Uh, who may end up listening to this, so here's my cards on the table. There you go. Uh, Who go to a church I grew up in where women are allowed zero leadership role. Um, Right. And I'm not saying that is as bad as, say, the human trafficking of women, but they're breathing the same oxygen. And I'd be happy to unpack that on a future episode. Um, but I think it also says... But what was funny is I wouldn't have even come out and said that and gotten all serious on it if the fucking trade hadn't been yeah. voided. I'd <laughs> be like, let me do my thing. Yeah. Let yeah. me name my team. It's Neil Armstrong. K N W E L. Oh, my God. I and love it. Um, I love, it. I love it. That yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're just putting this out there. This is fodder. Uh, we're, we're not going to lack for rich content this season. Sure. And we're doing this whole podcast just to tease out some of these things and yeah. have fun talking about it, but hopefully so that we can kind of share with you ideas and bring questions in to yeah. keep the conversation going. And we're engaging fantasy football because it unpacks yeah. these conversations. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this draft day special.
1: Exactly. And to recognize uh, there's a movement on Twitter that I'm trying to get going, uh, there was a friend's idea, i 2 M problematic. Um, Hmm. To say that we are not all 100% woke, this sort of woke Olympics thing is tiring and exhausting. To say that somebody like me or somebody like you, we are still learning and we still have things that are problematic about ourselves. And to recognize that and to name that and to say, yeah, I do like watching the NFL and I know how problematic that is. Right. There is nothing
0: holier than than thou here. The goal is safe space, but we have to talk about these things. We do. Um, Because it is connected to people thinking oh whatever when the bishop at Aretha Franklin's uh, homecoming uh, yeah. fondles and assaults Ariana Grande in front of
1: uh, millions of people
0: millions of people and then gives a terrible bullshit apology it's not even an
1: apology and the same thing with the Reverend Jasper Williams Jr that's another story okay. right
0: exactly like these things happen because they haven't been called out this is the means and the end Yes. Um, Bill Hybel's man whole other episode right but like yeah. if if you're it's, i don't even want to like no it's a whole other episode <laughs>
1: go um but this now, now this have, is because the, of
0: dominant bay Dragon. like yeah, yeah. it isn't it's part of the spectrum It's part have, of the. Oxygen. we should have the
1: around the clock thing where we have 30 seconds and then we go and then you know that's a like great idea and then you're done and those right? we're yeah we're uh we're too
0: yeah um Oh, man, we're too, uh, we got too much content to, to push. Well, yeah. let's wind this down. All right. Um, right as we're speaking, um, the New Yorker Festival invited and then Steve disinvited Bannon. Steve Bannon, I feel like unabashed we white nationalist, Nazi, genocidal white supremacist Nazi, oh, who, who for loves an exchange it. of ideas. Yeah. Why, why shouldn't they just, and then, oh gosh, that's a whole can of worms well, too. They're, I
1: mean, they're trying to walk it back. The New Yorker's trying to walk it back now.
0: But the thing is, is wouldn't Colin Kaepernick be just as germane of a pick? Right. He's part of the same conversation, just on the receiving end. Yeah. So here's a tip for all y'all, which is the plural of y'all. Yes. Here's a tip for all y'all putting on an ideas festival or any event with a headliner. Ask everyone around you first before you ask an unabashed white supremacist
1: and don't think you're being edgy by doing it policy also y'all is plural all y'all is the plural the plural That's which the is joke. kind of meta i love it yeah yeah oh, yeah you nice. know what i got the joke i just want to name manager. it okay you know what i don't I to name it
0: so uh colin kaepernick for the new yorker festival maybe you'll get back all those other ideas leaders who dropped out because you asked a nazi uh to exactly. explain uh his ideas and you thought um, and you
1: thought you could like hold his feet to the fire or something right. uh, on live TV or live yeah. whatever in case people
0: need definitive ideas on this read Ibram X. Kendi's stamp from the beginning stamped from the beginning the definitive history of Woof. racist ideas in America and there's a l- um, good dose of Christianity he would right also be a great ask for the New Yorker Festival no kidding as a subscriber that tip is free New Yorker and get your shit together in New York alright uh, here's your 30 second wind down yeah What's your draft strategy this year? Without tipping your hand, since we're going to be in the same Obviously. league, who are you, who are you? Are we RB heavy, wide receiver
1: heavy? I think I've I've been going to be a heavy. run on QBs. I've been going RB heavy for a while. Uh, Todd Gurley the second uh, won me my uh, league last year, both my leagues actually. Um, so I go RB heavy because I just don't think you can't tell me that if I get Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or even Drew Brees as opposed to like Jimmy Garoppolo which by the way go 49ers Niners nation <laughs> um the QBs are just not going to do it for you you need good running backs and you need a deep lineup of running right. backs because you got the ones if you got to, if you're gonna handcuff them uh, later if you got TD vultures uh once they get down into the end zone Giovanni Bernard looking at you you mm-hmm. um, who does to... run behind joe mixon <laughs> 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 i know but you gotta you gotta yeah, rb heavy especially rbs who can catch rbs yeah. who can catch and run talk early this second uh they are worth their weight in gold
0: all right well since i had that trade voided i'm now that much more interested to kind of double down on my little uh uh approach and i'm interested in this particular quote-unquote progressive league i don't like the term progressive because it's a comparative term
1: okay well then what do you want
0: I want to wind this down and say, I'm interested to see at the end of our draft tonight, are are we all going to have those proclivities and then see like LaShawn McCoy, Big Ben, Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill still left? in Uh, as free agents that would be some hardcore that would be hardcore people would think it was holier than thou well
1: it would yeah especially because we're gonna have some of the some of the people in the league will probably end up auto-drafting so because I can't Uh, make it I know man All right, listen we put this together in like four days and we put this podcast
0: together in 30 minutes you've been listening to F that Mm. fantasy and football sometimes all at once with Reverend Jason Chestnut follow him at crazy pastor on twitter And uh, thank you for giving a listen while we exorcise our demons. uh, You may email your questions or exorcise your demons by emailing fffthatpodcast at gmail.com. Also follow it on Twitter at fffthatpodcast, right? That's right. I am the Reverend Seth Whispelway, profaning daily.